The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Be it superstition or just an apparition, you suddenly appear inside my heart. Does this strange romance stand? Welcome to From the Bleachers, your host as always, Seamus Clancy, coming to you from the wonderful Leading Green Nation Radio Podcast. Now recording this late Saturday morning, Dallas week is here. The game being on a Monday night has definitely thrown my schedule off. Like I, I never record a podcast on a Saturday. Did a nice podcast with Zoe, Odds and End Zones, which you should definitely be listening to. The second episode dropped yesterday on Friday, late Friday afternoon, early Friday evening. I uh, love the new show we're doing, me and Zoe. Ton of fun. Doing a little little gambling stuff. It's not like a – we're not handicappers out there. Just having some fun. Looking at lines, looking at profits, and kind of evaluating the Eagles and what we think is going to happen in the game based off those specific things. It's a little fun. A little different than what I do here and a little different than everything else we have on the BGN Radio Network. So definitely check that out too. Again, recording this late Saturday morning and – just kind of trying to soak up these vibes today. Got a nice, comfortable Saturday day coming on. Wisconsin, Notre Dame, a couple other good matchups. And the Phillies are back in it right now. And game and a half, as of this uh, podcast, they are a game and a half out of first place behind Atlanta. We'll see what happens by the time you listen to this. They could be three games up because that's exactly what the Phillies do. Sitting here, I have on. If you're watching on YouTube, you should subscribe to the BGN YouTube channel, bleedingyournation.com, or YouTube. The YouTube channel. Yeah, it's in the link for the podcast. Whatever. And wearing this, uh, finally got it delivered. A Gardner Minshew Washington State jersey. Right when the Eagles made that trade a few Saturdays back, I went on Dick's Sporting Goods website and bought the t-shirt. And FedEx lost it. And there was this huge back and forth with FedEx for a while. And it was so annoying. They lost it. It got marked as delivered. It never came here. I live in an apartment building, you know, that whole thing. Then I contact Dick's directly and I'm saying, hey, I lost this shirt. I really need this shirt. Like not saying I'm a crazy Eagles fan who needs their backup quarterback's t-shirt, but it's implied in me saying that. And they overnight it and I get it the next day and it's great. And I'm wearing it for the first time now. Really excited. Great shirt for college football Saturday. And obviously, I've, I've written, I feel like, a million articles this week on BleedingGreenNation.com, which you should obviously be reading daily. Tons of great content out there from all of our vast writers out there. Me, BLG, Ben Natan, John Stolness, uh, everyone out there doing a great job. But what are, I'm trying to do a vibe check for Dallas Week right now because yesterday, late 
afternoon yesterday, early evening, we got the news that Jordi Mailata, well, while it might not be a serious long-term injury, suffered a knee sprain in Thursday's practice, leaving him to be out for Monday night. And Dallas's defensive line is a little banged up, and the Eagles are already reeling from the Brandon Graham injury, heart and soul of the team. Keeley is really the first time he's missed significant action in a decade in Philadelphia. He's out for the year. And who knows what that means for the future of his career at 33 years old. That's a hard, hard injury to come back from. You have Brandon Brooks out of the lineup yet again. Yet again, I love Brandon Brooks, but the guy, it's, it's really hard for him at his age and his injury history to stay on the field. Uh, we'll miss probably, a, guessing, around two months with a pectoral injury. So, you know, I've been gassing up the Eagles offensive and defensive lines. And part of that is because the depth they have on there, but when they're missing their best defensive lineman, maybe even considering Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham might be that guy he was last year. And you have an all pro caliber guard out of the lineup and Landon Dickerson slides in there. And the hope would be that Landon Dick Dickerson plays so well, you don't have to worry about Brandon Brooks anymore. They used the 37th pick on the draft for him. He obviously had a crazy injury history of his own during his collegiate career at Florida State and Alabama. So you're replacing one injury-prone guy with another. It's Dickerson's first NFL start. I'm excited. For, I'm starting to see him out there. He hasn't really had a true offseason. Got hurt uh, in the SEC championship game against Florida last December. Didn't really have an offseason. Practiced just last week going up into that 49ers game and saw time. Didn't play super well, but he hadn't played football really in any capacity in you know, close to a year. So it is what it is. Getting some first-team reps this week, and I hope he's looking a little bit better this week. But I, I think the biggest injury still, as much as Brandon Graham is this figure that, that will always loom large in this Eagles organization forever, and for good reason, I think Jordan A. Lada is the biggest miss for Monday night because of the drop-off in quality that goes from him to Andre Dillard. Obviously, Andre Dillard... You know, just two years ago, we thought he's the Eagles' left tackle of the future, a guy who's going to be out there for the next 10 years, you know, doing that line of secession from Trey Thomas, drafted in 1998, who played until 2008 in Philadelphia, started. And then they acquired Jason Peters that offseason, started from 2009 until, you know, played last year, but kind of not really. So we had him for over a decade. And Andre Dillard was that next man up. The Eagles trade off for him the draft, leapfrogged the Houston Texans to have him go out there. They think he's going to be the guy, even though they never had to tug him in from a workout in Philadelphia. And it seems like things have just gone downhill since the moment they made that pick with Dillard's tenure in Philadelphia. And my expectations are not high. I've been very critical of Dillard in the last two years for a lot of different reasons, whether it's health, whether it's his actual performance on the field, getting steamrolled in training camp and one-on-ones and in those joint practices to his kind of overall attitude and vibe with the team. It just seems like there isn't a match right there. And because of that, because of the upside Jordan Mailata possesses, just got that new contract. And again, he might not be out for a long time. Maybe he misses a game or two, but that's still huge because he looked like a guy that I really truly thought could be a Pro Bowl player, not next year or not just in his contract extension those years, but this year specifically in 2021. So that's the biggest downgrade of those three huge trenches injuries. And you're losing maybe three of your, what, five, six, seven best players right there with Brooks and BG and Jordan Mailata. It, it sucks. It 
I was literally yesterday and I recorded odds and end zones beforehand and I was feeling okay. I wasn't feeling amazing. We're doing a little bit of a vibe check on there, me and Zoe. But the Megalata news hadn't come out yet. And when that happened, they say he's not at practice. I'm like, oh, maybe he just, you know, has one of those illnesses that goes around, not COVID related, just isn't feeling great the day they, they don't let him play. Or, you know, even though he's young and has, doesn't have a lot of mileage in his NFL career, maybe the situation where they're saying, hey, you know, we get Fletch and some of these old guys, Jason Kelsey days off, you're not practicing today, it's fine. And I was really hoping it was something like that. But when they said it was a knee sprain, I was legitimately sick to my stomach. I, I, I was in such a great mood. It was Friday, going on the weekend, going to be a stress-free kind of sports weekend on Saturday and Sunday with no Eagles-specific NFL action. I'm looking forward to a Sunday with no Eagles, just soaking up and watching Red Zone and having the two TVs set up, watching the games, watching Washington versus Buffalo, hoping that the other two NFC East teams playing on Sundays lose. And now I'm left thinking, like, is are we going in so undermanned that this isn't even a chance? The line was three and a half, plus three and a half for the Eagles. I don't even know what it is now. And they're going to need a Herculean effort from Jalen Hurts in primetime. As I talked about on odds and ends, again, definitely go check that out. Seems like a player, just as Devontae Smith is, that's made for primetime football. And they've played on the biggest of big stages throughout their college career, time and time again. So I don't have enough worries there that they're going to be prisoners of the moment and fall under those bright lights on national television. But those two guys, maybe more than anyone on that team, besides Dillard, you know, Dillard being even a average player, I think is a wondrous situation. He hasn't played, he hasn't started the game since I believe November 24th, 2019, at home, a 17 to 9 loss against the Seahawks. He started, but only played 34% of the snaps. That's the last time we've seen significant NFL action from Andre Dillard. Just think of how much has changed in the Eagles world since November 2019. It's been a long, long time since we've seen him out in the field in real true football playing that. And I'm worried. And again, Dallas's defensive line is a little banged up too. Demarcus Lawrence is out. The same time, I'm nervous, man. I'm getting that, uh, you know, OCU Manure having nine sacks or seven sacks, whatever, on Sunday Night Football Giants against the Eagles. Uh, Winston Justice vibes. And uh, I, I'm not trying to give him bad vibes, bad mojo, bad juju, or anything like that. And I'm really hoping that he just proves me wrong. He proves the media in this town wrong. He proves the fans wrong because that would be awesome. It'd be a shame. Oh, man, it'd be a shame if Andre Dillard went out there, played awesome, showed me up, and rebuilt his trade value for next offseason or something like that. And I'm still left saying I'm nervous. And it sucks because I think maybe me more so than anyone on the BGN radio network or on bleedinggreennation.com lives and thrives for Dallas week. And I wanted this weekend to just amp myself up, be so happy. I thought there was such a good chance the Eagles could be 2-0 going into Monday. They blew their chance against San Francisco. But still, even though they're underdogs, even though they're facing more and more injuries by the day, they still have a puncher's chance of solidifying their place in first place in the NFC East with a win down in Dallas.
It's going to be tough. It's not going to be easy. Darius Slay needs to play the best game he's had in Midnight Green, which isn't saying a lot, but it needs to happen. We need to force a couple big turnovers. BG isn't out there. BG has the most famous turnover in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles. Someone else out there needs to step up. Javon Hargrave playing like a Pro Bowl player this year. Fletcher Cox getting doubled and triple teamed at every single turn. But Javon, Gravedigger, Hargrave is out there playing like a young Fletcher Cox, it seems. So I can see he had two sacks in week one against Atlanta. He has four QB hits this year, I believe, or just in that game. I can see this being a big game for him. I can see this game being the time that the National Football League fans and media members all across the country realize that Javon Hargrave could be a force to be reckoned with in this league. One of those games are saying, oh, because of this, because of every, every, everyone views this, a huge NFC East matchup on Monday Night Football, maybe he's a Pro Bowl player now. And I would love that. It'd be great. It'd be great. Um, who else needs to step up? Dillard, obviously. Hurts needs to play like week one Hurts rather than week two Hurts. I don't think Hurts lost in that game in the slightest. I think Nick Sirianni was off. I think Hurts' is big play, and I talked about this on yesterday's podcast with Zoe on odds and end zones number two, that Hurts was definitely off on that long pass to Devontae Smith. Should have been a touchdown. I don't think arm strength is an issue in the slightest. I think ball placement and accuracy was more of an issue there. You saw Hurts throw a perfect pass down to Quez Watkins for a 91-yard touch. Not a touchdown. That's the issue. It wasn't a touchdown. A 91-yard completion where Quez ran out of gas, wasn't able to get in the end zone. And then infamously, the best pass that Hurts had all day didn't count after that illegal touching penalty against Jalen Rager on a perfect pass that should have, could have, would have been a touchdown for the Eagles and changed the complete trajectory of that game, changed the narrative going in this week about Hurts, and changed the whole feeling and vibe in the city about Dallas Week in general. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. But I hate the Cowboys. I mean, look at everything I wrote this week on BGN. And I'm not just, I don't want to necessarily just read off articles I wrote. You have that enough on the NFC East mixtape. Uh, blogging the boys, RJ Ochoa, who head is so up his butt, worrying about what I'm writing on BGN, can't even properly cover his own team well down in Dallas. And also, he's not from Dallas. People forget that. He's, he's one of those Cowboys fans and writers that has no connection to Texas. Just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Oh, what do we got here? 13 minutes. 
I, I I'll do like a quick little rant. Like I I hate Cowboys fans, and like saying like this, it's it has nothing to do with people who are from Texas. Like that's kind of what you're supposed to be doing. That's like criticizing me for being a deranged Eagles fan when I'm from Philadelphia. Like that, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm a, I'm a sports writer. I'm a sports personality, a, a podcaster, a freelance writer, whatever you want to say. But I'm from Philadelphia. It makes sense, at least in theory. The issue is all the America's team BS. And that dates back to the 70s. There's a lot of stuff there. They're the first team to have cheerleaders. Their team that's winning championships in the 70s when you're finally seeing, you know, NFL games being on television on television regularly. You have Roger Staubach, who's this Navy war hero, almost kind of that type of figure. And that adds to the America's team glory and glam and the uniforms and all of that. But if, if you're a Cowboys fan from the Philadelphia area, I have no respect for you in any facet of your life. You could talk to me about anything, even if it's not football related. I won't respect a single thing that comes out of your mouth or a single action that you do. Everything in your life is truly, truly invalid to me if you're a Cowboys fan from South Philly or Northeast Philly or Camden or Willow Grove, whatever these places, Radnor, I'm just naming spots. You're a low life. Like, I feel like, uh, who's, the, who's the mayor? Uh, Frank Rizzo. Get away from me, you crumb bum. That, that's my vibe with Cowboys fans here. And just get passed down by generations. And, you know, they're, they're just smug. They're just losers. It's, it's a double whammy where I love hating on them because not only are they like bandwagoners because they've latched onto this team that has such historical success, but at the same time, you can crap all over them because they haven't won a single thing in over a quarter of a century. So it's the best of both worlds. You're a loser because you jumped on this bandwagon or your dad did or your uncle or your older cousin, and you're not even here to reap the benefits because the team sucked for my entire lifespan. I need a drink after this. <laughs> Gonna crack up in a nice ice cold Kenwood after this podcast. I need this win. And I say that every week. Like I went into the link last week and we didn't even talk about that. Um, I should have done a podcast earlier than we could doubled up this week. The, uh, the amount of 49ers fans in that stadium for the first true Eagles home game in 623 days should have been a full capacity Eagles crowd. We talk about the Eagles invading other team stadiums and cities. We saw it in week one down in Atlanta. The 49ers fans absolutely officially invaded our stadium, and it was a complete embarrassment. It was a 49ers crowd at the first Eagles home game since we still thought Carson Wentz was a franchise quarterback. I was embarrassed to be there. I'm sitting up there in the top level. I'm surrounded by 49ers fans. It was a disgrace. It sucked the energy out of the stadium. When you went in the parking lots before the game, I'm thinking this is going to be the best tailgate forever. We haven't been able to do this in forever. And I was surrounded by 49ers fans in the parking lot and even worse, in the stadium. The vibes were off then when I went to that stadium. And because they lost that game, because that Philly special redux didn't happen, you want to call it the Houston special because of Greg Ward and Jalen Hurts out there, sure. It, the vibes haven't channeled for me this week in a positive manner that I would have really liked otherwise. And it sucks. It sucks. But I'm trying to amp myself up. Maybe tomorrow, again, I'm recording this Saturday, Sunday, we see Washington lose to Buffalo. 
You see the Giants lose, and we're heading into Monday Night Football, doing an Eagles watch party down at Pistolas del Sur, one of my favorite spots to hang out, grab some food. My favorite wings in the city. They have fried plantains that are incredible. And great margaritas, great drinks, great tequila selection, and some nice, nice craft brews. So definitely join us down there if you're free Monday. I know Monday's kind of a hard day for a lot of people, and it kind of sucks that an Eagles-Cowboys game is on Monday as opposed to a Sunday. And I know that messes up some people's work schedule. But if you are free, stop by even for the first quarter, for the first half. Say hi, grab a couple cold ones, hang out, and uh, you know, yell and scream right alongside me. We'll have a blast whether they're losing or winning. I have this Philadelphia sports newsletter, and I've definitely plugged that a million times on here. Patreon.com backslash Seamus underscore Clancy. It's the From Broadsheet with Love newsletter. And I pre-read a lot of the newsletters, and I wrote one for Monday already for, like, the official Eagles-Cowboys day. And I was talking about how I, lo- I hate the Cowboys, and Philadelphia is this city infamously notoriously known for booing. And I have, I have to say – Maybe it's something wrong with us, you know, and always sunny. Like, is it us? Is it us? Are we the, are we the weird ones or is it everyone else? And maybe it's something that's been in the tap water for a century. Maybe it's the post-industrialization rot in the, the late 20th century. Maybe it's because Philadelphia lost the, the capital uh, back over 200 years ago. Maybe it's all those things, or maybe it's something else. Maybe it's just the the weather here, The whole, how we talk about the Northeast Corridor in the United States. They have just this different spin on sports than everyone else. And maybe it's weird. Maybe it's strange. Maybe it's even sad. But I think it's so fun to boo people. I think it's so fun to hate people. And obviously not – I don't think doing it in real life in terms of people you actually know – is the most healthy thing. And maybe none of this is healthy. I'm kind of just freestyling right here. You know, I talk about like mental health and stuff like that is really to my fan with the Eagles. Um, but th- there's something about focusing and whether it's just for three hours, just channeling all the feelings you have, maybe good, maybe bad, maybe a mixed bag. And taking that out, relieving the stress and problems for your body and putting them all on this group of 53 people and star-clouded helmets owned by a Sith Lord goblin, zombie, and saying, F all of you, Dallas sucks. I'm going to make my week now seeing the Eagles kick your tail up and down the field. Because that needs to happen. Like I was saying for the 49ers, I went to that same stadium on last Sunday at the link. I need this one. I need this one. I say that every week for the Eagles, but I really need this win. I need it. The Eagles need it because of where they're going in the schedule. We have Kansas City, then a surprisingly 3-0 Carolina team, and then the defending champs on Thursday night football on a short week. They need this. It's stupid to say it's a must-win game, but it's probably a must-win game. I need it. I need the win. I need Jalen Hurst to prove the haters wrong. I need to see why Devontae Smith was a Heisman Trophy winner, doing it on the biggest stage in college football. Well, welcome to the NFL. It's Monday Night Football. This is the biggest stage in the NFL during the regular season. Show everyone up here. Andre Dillard, get that bus label ripped right off your face and show up here. Josh Sweat, you got that big new contract. BG's out. I need you to be a terror down there. Be a force. Javon Hargrave, I'm gashing you up as a pro bowler this year. Don't make me look like an idiot this week. 
And Darius, big play Slay. Big play Slay has played 17 games as an Eagle, has one interception. I like to see you have one big play Slay this week to turn the table for the Eagles. The Eagles have forced zero takeaways so far, two games in the season. They have had a couple close opportunities that they missed. So we need one or two, win the turnover margin, go down there. Jalen Hurts plays efficient. They crush Dallas on the ground, rush for 200 yards or more, and pull out that victory. I'm sweating. I'm amped up. Weather's nice in Philadelphia. I got my denim jacket on. I'm vibing. I'm trying to curate myself, curate the vibes for all of you to push out some of the negative emotions you had from the loss on Sunday to the 49ers and some of the negative energy you have from all the injuries the Eagles have racked up in the last five, six days. And just think of how you would feel if you're turning off your team Monday night, TV Monday night, going to bed, and you're lying in bed and you're saying, man, the Eagles just beat the crap out of Dallas and they're in first place and they're going to have a home playoff game this year. Imagine that. It's not that crazy. It's not that crazy, as Ted Lasso would do. Imagine me jumping up, hitting the belief sign. Just believe. Good way to end it. Seamus Clancy. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Seamus Andrew Clancy. Uh, both myself and our wonderful producer, Rachel, uh, do a lot of great work on the Bleeding Green, Name, Bleeding Green Nation Instagram page. So check us out there at Bleeding Green Insta. Obviously, look at all of the great content we have on BleedingGreenNation.com. I should have something dropping today on five of my favorite Eagles Cowboys moments that I wrote earlier this morning. And again, if you're free, you're in the Philly area, come check out the watch party on Monday. Should be a blast. Keep bleeding green. I like saying, I like leaving the podcast with every week, every week, but keep bleeding green. And even more importantly this week, Dallas sucks. Bye.